0: He's the, the, the German-Irish yeah. guy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> nice. He said not to do Irish accents. He said nothing about German accents. <laughs> there
2: you go. Did you better... <laughs> he hears difference. this podcast and he's like, oh what the fuck?
3: Welcome back to the Green Light
1: light Episode
3: 11 Four separate
1: words Green Light Podcast
3: Yes No
1: (laughs) Podcast I believe is one word
3: Oh I thought you were saying the Green Light (laughs) Podcast No I guess that that would
1: make more sense The actual name Any hoot
3: Any hoot Um yeah, so welcome back, everybody. Mm-hmm. If you are new here, basically what we do is read unproduced plays and screenplays, roughly in the 10-ish minute length or excerpts, Yes. and then we interview the awesome people who wrote them.
1: Yes, we do. And in fact, that's what we're going to do on this episode as well. What? Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, wow. We have a special guest today on the podcast.
3: Uh, Yeah, Nicholas Bafia is <laughs> in this closet with us, the owner of this microphone. Yes,
1: true. Hi, Nick.
3: Hi, Nick. <laughs>
1: and, uh, he sh- shook his head as if he didn't he want to no. speak. Which fair, we did not. N- Nick is. We did not uh, brief him. He's Nick taking is... some
3: BTS photos for us. Yeah,
1: so we kind of sprung this on him. Um, we'll have him on the pod again for a more proper, a Absolutely. more proper introduction. However, just pretend like he isn't there. I guess.
3: <laughs> yeah. D-
1: don't just imagine this whole segment that Nick is here and you don't hear him okay. at all. No one imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to the breathing. <laughs> That one was me. No. Okay, <laughs> I manufactured that. <laughs> um, so I guess one to two housekeeping things. Yeah. We unfortunately
3: don't have, have any no new reviews iTunes reviews to read. To read. Unfortunately. So sad.
1: Yeah. So if you want to hear your iTunes review of your detour or of your roasting of me, which we have had a couple of
3: those, and yeah. they were delightful. <laughs> because they weren't really roasting you. Well, they were all your friends. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's hard <laughs> to your siblings, right? right? It's hard to. How can you Mm, you roast this? I can think of some things. (laughs) Use that as fuel, people. Maybe I'll write a review.
1: Just, like, make burner accounts. <laughs> w- wow, we have seven new reviews. <laughs> All of them are scathing roses of Jackson.
3: <laughs> uh, but, yeah, seriously, um, they really help us move up the charts and yeah. expose our podcast to more people. Yes. Um, they and do be doing that, don't if you, you know, If you rate and review us on iTunes and you're like, you know what? I have not done enough. Good segue. I want to do even more <laughs> for these people. Um, <laughs> in which case, we love you and we thank you. Yes, um, we do you can subscribe to our Patreon, which Yay. is a brand new thing that launched last week. Um, we do have a couple of patrons, one of whom is in this room. Thank you, Nick. Uh, and... <laughs> <laughs> And Nick's getting
1: a lot of play on this episode. Nick we might have to cut some out.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, we have uh, some bonus content already up there. You know, of course, yes. we did publicly release our very first episode of Green As a Lit. little
1: taste. If, and if you haven't taste. listened to that, listen to it.
3: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It, it, it They're a
1: lot of fun. They're definitely more like casual, less structured, just yeah. us kind of rambling. So if you like us <laughs> doing like that... Nothing like this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Could, <laughs> couldn't be me. Couldn't be me on this normal podcast. But yeah, if, if you like just hearing us speak on... Nostalgic movies from our childhood. Uh, listen to that. And it's also yeah. cool, especially if you watch the movie or whatever we're watching. Yeah. The, in this case, it was a crossover episode, which could be considered a movie, yeah. even though it was segmented. like an hour-ish. Yeah, yeah. but we, we talk about it more on the podcast. We do. On the, the Patreon episode, so um, please. But another
3: thing I was going to plug on the Patreon episode, oh. we already have a Patreon exclusive bonus episode up, which mm. is our overflow from last week's true. episode, so Very some true. extra interview content that's available at the one dollar level or above. So mm-hmm. if you are a patron at all, you mm-hmm. get that. Um, that but of course, we'll have more exclusive content up, and it'll be great.
1: Roughly one fifth of a cookout tray. Yes. If you can sacrifice one fifth of a of a potential cookout tray for all of our, if you don't know what cookout is,
3: I feel sorry for you.
1: What's the equivalent? I guess that would be like one eighth of an an average In and Out order, maybe.
3: Yeah. One seventh, one eighth. But in and out isn't as good, so. Correct. Anyway. Sorry,
1: Los Angelesian. Los?
3: Los Angelanos. That's, is that true? Yeah. Or just yeah. Angelanos. <laughs> uh, well, without further ado, let's get to our detours of the week. Yes. <laughs> Gosh.
1: Unlistenable. The first five minutes of that. <laughs> unlistenable. <laughs> so our detours of the week. This is the segment every week where we discuss something we have consumed, a piece of art we have yes. consumed over the past... Week, I guess, exactly week, period, exactly. Uh, Movie, TV show, book, 10-year-old video game, those are the categories. (laughs) Let's dive into it. Okay, okay, I'm going to go slightly off script. I'm going to say something that I... It's going to be very short, 30 seconds. So I have been watching just a plethora, a multitude, of Andrew Scott interviews just on YouTube. So some of them are like five minutes long, other are 45 minutes long, and... Let me tell you, I don't get bored li- watching either of them. Maybe He's, he should be on this podcast. <laughs> I, Andrew Scott, if by some reason you are listening, please come on this podcast. You don't even have to write anything. I'll break all the rules <laughs> for Andrew Scott. You can you can do whatever you want for an roughly an hour long and we will publish it on this. <laughs> he, I, I just love his perspective as an actor. He, he is really, I was talking to Lauren about this, I just, I miss doing theater so much mm-hmm. and he's really, like, just listening to his interviews have sparked that. Even though most of his interviews he's talked about his film and TV stuff, he, I just feel like He has talked a lot about when he played Hamlet, which is lovely and I still want to see. I've seen clips, but not the whole thing. So, just yes. Andrew Scott's amazing if you don't know who he is. The Hot Priest on Fleabag, (laughs) which we 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 just started watching. We just started watching. And also Moriarty on Sherlock. And he was Inspector, too. He was the villain Uh, in that, apparently. Yes. Yes. So, that was my slight tangent. Your small, your bite sized detour of the week.
3: There you go. Nom, 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 nom.
1: Bite sized. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> um, okay. So I guess these other two we're going to talk about, we both watched. Yeah.
1: I'd say let's start off um, uh, worst to first. Sure. worst to first. Yeah. Let's say worst to, to first brished. on three. Least favorite on three. <laughs> I know what it's going to be. One, two, three. A sea of Love Monsters. Bur- <laughs> I'm kidding. A sea of Monsters. Yes. Sea of Monsters, obviously the, <laughs> the lesser of the two. Not yeah. necessarily... The, the worst time I had out of the two, watching the two. Both were enjoyable to watch
3: For in a large reasons. group of people. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, Percy Jackson's Sea of Monsters, <laughs> we didn't even talk about the original, the, is the follow-up. Well, the original is not good enough to be a detour, okay? Uh, are you saying Sea of Monsters is better than The Lightning Thief? I'd say it's better. It's not good, but it's better. We'll discuss. The the sequel to the critically panned (laughs) uh, Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, based off of a series of books by Rick Riordan, which are... That's how you pronounce the name, right?
3: I don't know. I thought it was Riordan. Riordan. I'm not really sure. Rick. Papa Rick. If you're listening to this, please correct us.
1: We'd love (laughs) to hear from you. And maybe come on the pod. By (laughs) Papa Rick. And the, the book's incredible. The books were books an amazing part of my uh, childhood. I read them all, I believe. And so this is based off of them, starring Logan Lerman,
3: mm-hmm.
1: Alexandra Daddario. The, the, the first one has, like, Pierce Brosnan in it and a couple other oh, people, Oh, yeah, too. it has
3: a, a Sean Sean Bean.
1: Yes, Sean Bean. Uh, the second one, not so much. Um, who plays Grover? At the time, Brandon T. Jackson Bean. plays Grover who's, um, I don't know if he's He's super... He's the satyr. Yeah, yeah, he's the satyr. Well, he's
3: like, I mean, he's like Percy's best friend. No, for sure. He's not in the the second movie as much.
1: Yeah, yeah. Anyways, if you don't know what Percy Jackson is about, fair, you're probably not in our demographic, which is why.
3: Read the books, Um, don't watch the movies. Yes, true.
1: (laughs) But it is about a, a young teenager. I guess he's a... He's in high school. He's,
3: like, 14, I think. Yeah, yeah. Percy
1: Jackson, who is just a, an ordinary kid until one day he finds out, spoiler alert, he is a demigod. Yeah. He is the son of Poseidon with the mother of human, I guess, <laughs> is how you would say yeah. that canonically. Um, so, yeah, he 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 is that. And then uh, his, his childhood best friend, Grover, is, in fact, a satyr who's been protecting him what? this whole time. Now that Percy knows... Grover takes him to this camp called Camp Half Blood, which is for a camp for people exactly like Percy, demigods who are sort of coming into their own. Yes. The first one follows a quest. What's the first one about?
3: Well, <laughs> like he's trying to like save his mom. Yes. Like Hades that's, like takes his mom.
1: That's all we need to know. He does it.
3: Uh, well. And he does it in a way that's does not match the book at all. Sure, but. The you know, second, whatever.
1: the second movie. F- throughout the first movie, Percy does a lot of things that he shouldn't do with the little amount of training that he yeah. has.
3: But then again, we That's could say the whatever. same thing about um, Ray in The Force Awakens. So, sure, she just picked up a lightsaber and like held her own. Like that doesn't make sense.
1: Fair. But anyway. I will not argue against that. But, so, second movie, Percy has trained a little bit. He's, yes. he's a little bit older, a different, worse haircut he has. And <laughs> <laughs> the second one is about... Finding the golden fleece.
3: Yes. Right? Because they basically, they have to heal this tree that, yes. like, used to be a daughter of Zeus. Mm-hmm. And oh, that yeah. tree is, That's like, a the protective shield around Camp Half-Blood. Yeah. So now that, that barrier is broken, you know, all these mystical creatures can break in and, mm-hmm. you know, wreck everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah. they want to stop that from happening.
1: So what they have to do is journey to the Sea of Monsters, a.k.a. the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Uh, which is what that is. So they do... They do that, and that's pretty much the, a good setup for it. I yeah. think.
3: Yeah. Also, another uh, kind of sidebar is that Percy finds out that he has another brother who yes. is not technically a half-blood because he is a cyclops, and everyone or in this universe. Right, technically? Well, that's right. That's right. Sorry. He's well, no, no, he's not half cyclops because his uh, mother was a nymph, and if you get a nymph and a god, you get a cyclops.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. That's what Interesting. they
3: said in the movie, at least. But yeah, is so
1: he's a cyclops. Any uh, Greek. Mythology scholars, hit us up and let us know if that's...
3: Well, fact. I don't know if that's real. That's definitely what they said in the movie. <laughs> no, though. sure. But yeah, but it's just like everyone in this world is just like racist against Cyclops. Yeah, that's Like a, Annabeth is that's really aggressive theme. about it. That's
1: a... Yeah, let, let's just... Let's dive into that portion of the film. <laughs> so Annabeth's arc garbage in this movie. <laughs> so bad. Her arc is she starts off racist and she gets a little less racist. <laughs> she
3: gets less vocally racist at <laughs> yeah, least.
1: That, that's the full arc for Annabeth in this movie. Yeah, or
3: at least in the end, she's like, well, I can at least look at you with one eye.
1: <laughs> yes. Which, <laughs> to be fair, to be fair to Annabeth, not to sympathize with the racist, but I had some trouble looking at full Cyclops version. <laughs> it was some of, pretty rough CGI. Of, yeah. It was just... the. I feel like in a lot of iterations, the cyclop eye is large. It's roughly at least twice the size of a normal eye. This In this version, his was like eye was like... It was slightly
3: bigger than a normal eye.
1: 1. 1.5, 1.25
3: times the size. And there size. was just so much forehead. There was just a... <laughs> yeah, there was a
1: lot of forehead on this man's face for only having one eye. The forehead-to-eye ratio, definitely off.
3: Yeah. Um, I will say,
1: I guess I can I can understand where you're coming from as the second one, you thought the second one was better, right?
3: I thought it was better. I, it was done better, I think. think. I think, like, there I there think were... the effects are better, Yeah. you know... I think just like, it's truly like, I do feel like with the second one, they tried to remedy some of the things that they like completely messed up in the first one. Sure. But the problem is that like, there's a lot of things that are supposed to happen in the second book that they already did in the first one, like yeah. fight the Hydra. Yeah. So now it's just like, well, you can't really do this now.
1: Yeah. Yeah you sure. know
3: they kind of and they smash and like they didn't bring Cersei into it at all
1: yeah they kind of smash some of the other later books in it as well right they do
3: well because they knew they were not going to make another movie because yeah. like I don't Even think though Kronos set up... comes back at the end of the they second one they set up a third movie they do set up a third movie they were like oh no and now we set up this big old conflict and Chronos is coming back and
1: they... <laughs> they somehow had the hindsight to both set up for a third movie and completely ruin their chances of making a yeah. third movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is an impressive Defeat, I would say. Let's see. Uh, yeah, Percy's haircut is worse in this one. Yeah. I don't know. That's We're not a big thing. That. I I mentioned that, but um, I just wanted to reiterate. Also, it in case you I forgot.
3: this movie would be better if there was more Stanley Tucci. Oh, That's the Tucci was in it. He was great. He was great. He's, he's great. I love in him in everything. In everything that he is. Have yeah. you seen that uh, that that movie version of Midsummer where he's Puck?
1: No, but I have heard about it. I've heard that he's, he's incredible. Fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Percy Jackson Sea of Monsters, it's on Disney Plus.
3: Has a 5.8 on IMDb.
1: Yes, 5.8 out of 10. Which, compared to our next movie, which we can just go ahead and segue into, is far too high.
3: Yeah. Our next
1: movie that we're going to talk about is The Lovebirds 2020.
3: It's only a 6.0 on IMDb, and I think it deserves much better.
1: Yeah, at least compared to... I had
3: a fabulous time.
1: Yeah. So... Uh, the the leopards. I guess I'll get, I'll give yeah. a little setup for it. Uh, the leopards is a twenty twenty film starring Kumail Nanjiani and Issa Rae. We it hope is on to Netflix. see it in
3: theaters, but quarantine yeah. happened before that could happen. True, it's
1: true. <laughs> a, a a Netflix film now. Was it a Netflix original? I thought it might have been a Netflix original. Maybe. I not. think it
3: is, but I mean, it was going to be in theaters. Oh, okay. Well, you that's... Know, like like Marriage Story was in theaters and stuff. Yeah,
1: I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Anyway, so it is about a couple, the aforementioned actors that I said, who are. Sort of at a at a at a crux in their relationship. Yeah, they are uh, they are sort of. You see the beginning of their relationship at the very start of the movie, which is lovely. They have great yeah. chemistry, both really funny people as the two are in real life. Then immediately it transitions into a couple years later. Yeah, four years. They fight years all later. the time. Four years to be specific. Thank you, Lauren. They fight all the time. You know their relationship is bad, and.
3: They're a... Spoiler... Small man. spoiler alert. It's it's From in the, the first
1: 20 minutes of the movie, so it's not really a spoiler. Yeah. They end up breaking up on their way to a dinner party for uh for their friends.
3: Yes. And if you've so. seen the trailers, you know that they, um shortly after this breakup occurs, they accidentally hit someone, and then a man... With their car. Yes, a man, yes with their car. And then a man carjacks them. Chases the guy down and runs him over like five more times. Yes,
1: all the while- <laughs> Kumail Nanjiani is sitting in the back seat with just a perfect- horrified. His, his Love face it. is just lovely. <laughs> and yeah, so so essentially, they, the the guy bolts obviously after he yeah. after he murders this man by running over him later over known with their as car mustache. Yes, later known as mustache, he runs over bicycle. Yes, <laughs> who he was known as. So Kumail Nanjiani and Issa Rae, are they, what are their characters' names?
3: Um, 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 Leilani and Gibran.
1: Yes, Leilani and Gibran. They both, two hipsters, very, very clearly hipsters, come upon them as they, you know, look like they just killed this bicycle man.
3: The girl says something like, I just saw, like, a murder?
1: Yes, as she's on the phone with the police. Pretty good. So, um, Leilani and Gibran, they bolt. They're like,
3: They're like, we're gonna get blamed for this, you know, there's, there is a part where they talk about, you know, how, like... Uh, they're, they're in an IHOP and yes. Jabron is trying to explain how he would talk to the cops about this. Yeah. And Leilani says something like she covers up her chest and goes, this is me covering up my body cam yeah. so, <laughs> so I can beat you up.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: so yeah, basically
1: what they then decide to do is, Hey, in order to stop us from being arrested, we have to find the guy who actually did this. Yes. And then the movie unfolds from there.
3: Yeah. Um, I, uh, I liked it. I had such I really a great time it watching it. Yeah, it was it was really funny. I did mention this uh, before we started recording, but I think the only thing I miss is that you know it kind of devolves into some cult stuff, which you see in yeah. the trailers.
1: Not not yeah, not too much spoiler, but
3: yeah. And and I will say that you know I did see multiple trailers of this because like right before quarantine happened, we were going to the movies a lot because we had AMC A list. Rip. Yeah, rip. Um, so, but I think that like I guess one of my slight disappointments was that like most of the the great moments in the movie you do see in the trailers um because like the thing with the bacon grease you know like the thing with all of them being asked to take their masks off and they leave them on and like or they take them off and everyone else leaves them on sure sure. you know so but at the same time there are there are still some twists that are unexpected uh, yeah that that i thought were really fun and you know and it's like the movie is not about the cult, it is about their relationship, yeah. and I think, like, just the chemistry they have together is awesome, yeah. and they're just hilarious.
1: Yeah, yeah, they are, and I think that's really what sold the movie for me. Personally, like, when it comes to comedy specifically, I don't really, I don't want to say I don't care about the plot, <laughs> but, like, it's, it's very much secondary to me to the humor and the characters.
3: Yeah, the characters are definitely first. I th- I yeah. thought yeah,
1: I thought the characters were very very well written and it was it was very funny, you know. It was yeah. I I thought the the small moments of banter between um uh Leilani and Gibran were great.
3: Yeah. And I also they did bring some things back like how they talked about um you know, there's a guy named Keith that is the IT guy at Leilani's job <laughs> and Gibran Keith. thinks that like they're kind of into each other on the side and is kind of jealous of him yeah. and talks about how he steals like all of his jokes that he says are stolen from Cat Williams. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but just high quality. It makes her some
1: very funny yeah, very funny <laughs> moments. Yeah. And yeah. Overall, yeah. the story The story I think was what it needed to be. Absolutely. You know? yeah. I, I think I think it hit it hit all the marks. At least in my mind, that was like, eh, this is this is good enough for this. No, at least, for sure, you know? for
3: sure. But yeah, I mean, it's really it's really about the comedy and the characters and yeah yeah they were yeah. fantastic. And as someone who has watched every episode of Silicon Valley, um, true. I just, you know, I don't know. Camille Nanjiani is just someone I really enjoy watching. So. Yeah,
1: he's he's very talented. If you haven't seen The Big Sick, that's a very good uh, True, movie that he's very in. very good
3: one. Uh, kind of based off of his life,
1: actually, which is really cool. Yeah. And then he's going to be in the new uh, the Marvel movie, The Eternals, and he's jacked now. So He is jacked now. That's pretty good.
3: He was not jacked in Silicon Valley. He kind of did a Chris Pratt.
1: Yeah, in that, that way, very, very much so. Yeah. Well, that's a very similar career trajectory, I guess. Too. Uh, yeah, I
3: guess. I mean. Besides Chris fact, MCU too.
1: I guess the fact his that... big
3: thing was kind of Jurassic World, but. Yeah. Like his big thing, he got jacked for. I mean.
1: Well, I think it was Guardians was before Jurassic World. Was it really? Yeah.
3: Oh, never mind Talking then. To Mike
1: also, <laughs> Mike in front of us, Lauren almost fully turning around to speak to me. Thank okay. you for wanting to speak to me, though. Whatever. Thank you, I baby. just want to look at you. <laughs> Boo. Um... I was going to say something else about this movie, maybe Kumail Nanjiani, but I don't know I lost it. I'm a fool of a man.
3: I don't know. Um,
1: That's it otherwise, though.
3: Yeah. Oh,
1: it was something. Oh, uh, another small thing. You know, this movie reminded me a lot of the movie Game Night.
3: I still haven't seen it. With Jason
1: Bateman and Rachel McAdams. And I will say I definitely liked Game Night better. But if you like Game Night, this is a very similar vibe. So a, okay. a sort of a sort of relational film. Gosh, we. Need, I will say need to watch also another tonight. thing with this is together.
3: that I felt like it was very realistic in terms of like how two normal people would react when they're thrown into this situation. Sure. You know, just like, <laughs> like there's there's one part where they're trying to kind of like get information out of this, like, frat boy looking kid. And they immediately start, like, both trying to be the bad cop and they pull in a line that someone yelled at them earlier in the movie. And I just thought it was, like, it was really well done in that regard of being, like, I can see myself in these people. Yeah, for
1: sure, for sure, relatable in that way.
3: Alrighty. Um, but yeah, that's all.
1: <laughs> I love we were we were like, man, this is this is gonna be a short detour. We yeah. only have two to talk about, don't have any big
3: announcements. Twenty minutes later. Yep. Um but, but I mean we did ramble for a while, but it's okay. That's what we But did. anyway. This week on the Greenlight, we are reading Irishman by Jack Ryan Uran. Yes. It is not three and a half hours long, so it don't worry. This will fit in your commute, hopefully.
1: Yeah. And I'm just gonna get out ahead of this before we have people in our comments, which we don't, but just in case. (laughs) Jack told us, and you'll hear it in the interview, that... Irish accents were a no go for this. Yes. Just because Irish accents are in general very regional, very hard to do for the most part. So we They, we they take avoid a lot that.
3: of research to actually do accurately. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like I know how to do the Lucky Charms Irish accent, but not a not a real one. So. <laughs> where
1: where where in Ireland is the Lucky Charms mascot from? <laughs> <laughs> the Lucky Charms <laughs> leprechaun.
3: By that I mean it's a, a fake Irish accent. Is he
1: a Dublin man? <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> okay cool uh, so yes yeah, so I'm just gonna get out in front of that one get out yeah. in, front of the, in front of the train
3: but yeah that is what we were reading when we come back
1: yes when we come back There we go. <laughs> yes. Reluctantly, and yet, he did it. <laughs> uh,
3: so this week, we are reading Irishman by Jack Ryan Uran.
1: So buckle in for about three and a half hours worth of content, folks. That's
3: right. Um, no, game. but not that not Irishman. Irishman. Um, so I, I am Lauren, as you all know, and I will be reading action 120th. lines <laughs> and also playing, okay. all right, Sorry. Uh, and also playing Sarsha and the bartender.
1: I'm Jackson, and I will be playing Sean.
2: Hi, I'm Will. Back, back, back again. Oh, true, yeah. <laughs> will and Jacob are back, by the way. Um, Heads up, everyone, in case you can not M- tell their voices. <laughs> I'm reading for Dashiel and uh, Commander Adams. Yes.
0: My name's Jacob. Hi, Jacob.
3: <laughs> Hi, Jacob. Are you Jacob. excited to be here, Jacob? <laughs> it's just a long day. I'll...
0: I hear I'll... that, brother. I'll be reading The Role of Iverbell. And Seamus. Evor. Evor. Yeah. God. We... <laughs> Sorry. No, <laughs> that's I just do... looked up the
3: pronunciation. Yeah. Thank,
0: thank, God I don't have to say my own name. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. True. True. Um. All right, but yeah, news, without
3: folks? further ado, I guess we will go ahead and get started. Let's do it. All right. Interior dark hotel room late afternoon. In a dark and musty room, Sean, nineteen, young looking with sunken eyes, sits at a desk. He is tinkering and assembling some kind of metal device. He pokes his head up from his work and looks around the room. His gaze stops at the window. He takes a deep breath. The camera moves through the window to exterior Derry Street day. Flashback. Super. Five years ago. A younger Sean walks with his father Seamus, 40s, and mother Sarsha, 40s. They are in the middle of a large group of people marching. The protesters have signs that say things like Free Ireland, Up the RA, and Brits Out. Sean's father is carrying a sign that says, Chucky Arla. A group of British soldiers in tan uniforms begin trying to suppress the large crowd. Mom, what are they doing? They're trying to quiet us. What's the move here, Seamus?
0: Take our boy and get him out of here. I don't like the way these soldiers are looking.
3: Almost on cue, the British soldiers raise their rifles and start firing. Panic ensues. Sean and his family start running away. Seamus gets shot and falls next to Sean. The bullet hit him in the head. Sarsha starts dragging Sean away from him. They run into an alley. At the end of the alley is a large wooden fence. Sarsha helps Sean over it. She begins trying to scale it herself when a group of British soldiers enter the alley. They aim their guns at her and shoot her dead. Sean hides behind some trash cans and curls into a ball, overwhelmed by emotion. Interior dark hotel room, late afternoon, continuous. Sean turns his head back away from the window. He tinkers with his device for a few seconds, then gets up. He crosses the room to where there is a leather satchel sitting on a dress table. He picks it up and pulls out a folder. Interior Provisional IRA HQ. Night. Flashback. Sean is dragged into the office of Ivor Bell, 40s, by a group of guards. They throw him down onto a chair in front of Ivor's desk. Adjacent to him sits Ivor.
0: What's your name, son?
3: Sean glares at Ivor. He doesn't want to answer him.
0: From what I've heard, your parents were killed during the bloody Sunday massacre. Is this right, lad?
3: Sean stares for a few seconds and then nods.
0: A damn shame. I think soldiers like those should be held accountable. Don't you think so, too? I do. Well, how would you like to come work with me? We do lots of good work around here.
3: Sean nods. Evor hands him a folder.
0: Take this down the hall. We will start your training immediately.
3: Interior dark hotel room. Late afternoon. Continuous. Sean stares at the folder. He looks stressed out. He sets it down and heads for the door of his apartment. Interior, the Alberts Pub, evening. Sean walks into a dark and dingy pub. He walks up to the half-empty bar and sits down next to Dashiell, 20s. Bartender, 20s, approaches him. And what can I get you, mate?
1: Jameson Neat, please.
3: Coming right up. The bartender pours the drink and puts it down in front of Sean, paralleled to exterior British base night flashback. A few years older now, Sean's boot slams onto the ground in a match cut to the cup sean is wearing a provisional ira camo suit he sets down a bag next to him and pulls out a metal device that looks just like the one he was building in the hotel he ducks down as a parade of military trucks drive in front of him He is hidden behind a group of bushes the truck stops a guard from the base comes out to speak to them this is sean's chance he bolts for the bus furthest back and dives under it he uses some duct tape to attach the device to the bottom of the bus he then quickly climbs out and runs for the bushes on the opposite side of the road A moment later, the truck begins turning and driving into the base. A few moments pass, and then a large explosion happens in the base, triggering a few other explosions as well. Sean turns and runs into the woods, disappearing into the night. Interior, the Albert's Pub, evening, continuous. Sean takes a shot of the drink and sets it down in one continuous move. Dashiel, the man sitting next to him, takes notice. Damn, mate, quite a shot
2: you just took there. It is, thanks.
3: Ooh, an Irish laddie.
2: We don't see many of your kind around these parts often. Yeah, I'm sure. We don't see many of your kind around where I'm from either. Where are you from, pal? Derry. That city is a damn near war zone. Thank goodness you got out.
3: Sean looks at him and gives him a half smile and a no. So what brings you to merry old London town, if you
2: don't mind me asking?
1: Work. My boss sent me here to, um,
2: make a delivery. Ah, in the business of trade? Very nice. I myself work as a teacher. Ah, Kid Wrangler. That must be fun. Oh, you know it. The best part is I get to send them home to their parents at the end of the day. Very nice. Do you get to see your parents ever, pal? No. Sadly, they died a few years ago. Sorry. How did they die? Sort of plague, you could say. There's
1: this disease that has been an island for a long time, and it's slowly killing all of our people.
2: Well, extra thank goodness, then, that you're out of there. Maybe you should head stateside. The Yanks get better weather usually than we do. I just might. Well, it's a damn shame what happened to your parents. I have a few students who are orphans, and I see the power that lack of having a parent can have. Poor buggers. Yeah,
1: it's shitty. Turned to an unhealthy line of work.
2: Trade isn't too bad. Uh, Though maybe you just need a vacation. Take a break. Yeah, maybe. Normal life and no travel could be nice, too. That can get boring, too. All I do is teach during the day and then come here every night. I turn into the pub every night isn't a healthy pursuit. Yeah, but it beats sitting in my house alone doing nothing. Very true. Well, I better get going. I have to get up early tomorrow for my job. Well, good luck. It was nice talking to you. Good luck out there.
3: Sean gets up and begins to leave. He stops for a moment and turns back to look at Dashiell. He then turns and leaves. Interior IRA Command Day. Flashback. Sean walks into command center. Evor is there, as well as a few other commanders.
1: You wanted to see me, sir?
0: Yes, Sean, do come in. We have a special mission for you. Yes,
1: sir, and what is the task?
3: Commander Adams, a burly man in his thirties, steps forward.
2: Son, we have been fighting on our own land for so long, as you know. We think it's now best for us to bring the fight to the enemy. And how do you intend to do that? We need to spread fear throughout the land of the Tans.
0: We want you to plant a bomb on a city bus in
1: London. But won't that kill civilians?
2: Yes. And? Haven't
1: they done even worse to our people? I suppose that's true. It's just that I've only ever harmed soldiers. I left innocents out of it.
2: That's no matter. We need you to step up now. You've done so much for us now.
0: You're a perfect weapon, Sean. We have trained you to build and detonate bombs. For me, son, do this.
1: Yes, sir.
2: We have a small base command set up just outside of Westminster in London. We have a flight booked for you tomorrow and a fake passport for you to use to get across the border.
0: Once you get to London, we will give you the supplies you'll need to create the bomb. Yes, sir. You are dismissed now, Son.
3: Sean turns and leaves. Interior London double-decker bus, day. Super, the next day. Sean sits in the back seat alone. On the seat next to him is a bag. He takes a breath as the bus moves on from another stop. He looks into the bag and then arms the bomb in it. He sets it down under the seat in front of him. The bus comes to a stop. A mother enters the bus with her baby. Sean starts to feel uneasy. The mother sits a few rows in front of him. The bus moves further now and stops again, a group of school children aboard. Sean starts to feel semi-panicked. The bus moves again and stops one last time, a small child and his two parents' board, and the parents look just like Sean's. He's overwhelmed. He reaches under the bus for his bomb where he disarms it. The bus stops, just a few doors down from the pub Sean was at last night. Sean gets off the bus and checks his watch. Sean enters the pub. He sees that Dashiel is already there. Interior, the Alberts' pub, day. Sean walks up and sits next to Dashiell.
2: Hey, look who's back.
3: I really think I need a new line of work. Black. Everybody. welcome back to the Green Light Green Light
1: podcast.
3: We are here with our writer of the week, Jack Ryan Uran, uh, the writer of *Irishman*. Yes, which we just read. Yes, Jack. How uh, are yeah. you doing
4: today? <laughs> I'm pretty good. This week. It's the green, white, and orange light, because Ireland is in the house.
1: True! Very oh, very true, repping reppin the
4: Irish flag here,
1: yes, very good. Um, great, so I guess we'll just start off, um, if you could just give us a little bit of your writer origin story. Just how'd you get uh, started and everything like that. You want a shorter or longer version? Hmm. How long is the long <laughs> it's version? Not, <laughs> it's not that long, but then, I then can't say like... We love stories on this podcast.
4: (laughs) So I'd say the first moment I knew at some point I wanted to be a writer was like fourth grade. Oh, wow. Okay. Because my whole life, I've always had really bad handwriting. And like to this day, I'll have like a college professor say, hey, can you work on your handwriting? And I'm like, I'm sorry, professor. It's Mm -hmm. been 15 years. (laughs) You know, <laughs> yeah i can't improve my handwriting this, this it's
1: staying <laughs> it's here to stay <laughs> yes
4: but, but because of my bad handwriting um my school district gave me this like little portable typewriter thing it wasn't like a computer but you know you could digitally type stuff and then huh. it would convert into microsoft office wow
3: that's you awesome know, one actually.
4: day <laughs> in fourth grade my teacher was like hey can you write story for me and I was like okay sure because like I was always clicking clacking late because it typed very loud and annoyingly <laughs> so I would type loud and annoyingly and I wrote him a short little story and I gave it to him and he's like oh this is awesome thanks so then I had my little typewriter, and then around the same time I got really into comics not like comic books but like Calvin and Hobbes and mm. like Garfield oh, mm-hmm. I
3: love Calvin <laughs> so I started
4: and yeah that's like if I could pick a movie to make one day based off of an IP, it would be Calvin and Hobbes, uh-huh. but Mr. Watterson's never going to sell that, so that's just a dead dream, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, so I started getting in comics, and then I was like, oh, I can make my own little comics. So I started making little comics that were very well. It's Ill- 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 the right word I'm looking for. You couldn't read them because I had bad handwriting. <laughs> sure, it? not not le- not legible, illegible, illegible. Yeah, I believe yeah, that's like a word. That. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I started making my own little comics and writing my own little short stories on my typewriter just to annoy my teachers, kind of, and my fellow classmates. And then when I got into high school, I joined my school's media and broadcasting department. And I kind of stepped away from writing stuff. I just wanted to get physical, learn about editing and production and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then in my senior year, my school competed in this like big local high school tournament for media. And I made a, a project that was about like special effects. Like the category was special effects. So I made this really goofy little short film with my friend, friends, and then I had some special effects in it. And then I submitted it and I won first prize. Nice. Mm, congratulations. I, I got to see the notes and one of the notes read, the story was kind of weak. Mm. The VFX category was... Judge, <laughs> the story was weak. <laughs> so ever since then, I was like, well, if I'm gonna make something, might as well hope it has a decent story. Sure. And then freshman year of college, I moved to Los Angeles and I go to tiny little film school in the Valley. And I met some friends, and they had this idea for this little TV show, and we started working on developing our own little show. And that was kind of my boot camp of learning a lot about development and trying to get stuff to be green huh? mm-hmm. light <laughs> yeah. we do get it in fact <laughs> yeah. and ever since then i've been kind of writing my own scripts but it was interesting because like whenever i came and started at my school it was for and i still am in their producing program but my main interest is screenwriting and acting actually oh
1: very <laughs> good what's so I... what school do you go to by the way
4: uh columbia college hollywood
1: okay, okay. cool cool very cool that's I love I, that's such a journey I'm glad we got the long version truthfully because I, I really yeah, that's enjoyed really it cool.
3: especially yeah writing, the, a, writing little comics yeah
1: the, the comics do you do you draw a lot um, are you an artist in that way as well I like to clarify for the audience, I have no artistic ability whatsoever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> While we're laying it on the table, me neither. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll say that right now. I can't draw worth anything. Um, if you've
3: seen any of the the logos or the artwork for this podcast, that is the best I can do. That's all, Lauren, which I,
1: I love, which I think is great. I yeah, like them. yeah.
3: You're great. Well, thanks. Yeah. They're, they're they very the DIY. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so when you sent this to us, you said that you wanted to develop it into a feature. So do you also anticipate your version of The Irishman to be three hours and 45 minutes and star Robert De Niro and Al Pacino?
4: You know what? I was thinking <laughs> Al Pacino, maybe, just because he seems like, no.
3: Um,
4: <laughs> if I were to do it, it would probably be two hours and actually watchable.
3: okay, I, <laughs> there you go. I, Good. I, I,
4: I did watch The Irishman. I watched it in one sitting did you it was the longest four hours of my life yeah (laughs) and it was really funny because at the time i was interning for two of the producers on the film that i will not name because they didn't do jack shit jack heck for the movie (laughs) got myself there and yeah i spent literally like three months like every week i would go and pick up like an irishman frame poster and like deliver it to some dude's house wow wow So I kind of grew to hate the movie before I even saw it. (laughs) Sure, sure. And then I'm still salty about this. They invited the one intern to the premiere of the movie, but not me. (gasps) Oh my goodness! That's awful.
3: Alright, we're boycotting the Irishman. We officially
1: boycott not this version of the Irishman but that version of the
3: Irishman. And you know what? Neither of us have seen it, so we've already done it. Well it's
1: it's (laughs) it's one of those things that it's like, if your movie is that long, like I mean I guess it's good that it's on Netflix because then people can pause and come back to it, but there's still such a barrier. Like I I like a lot of movies. Yeah, and it's like I just can't bring myself to watch it.
4: I don't inherently dislike long movies. Like one of my all time favorite films is uh with Seven Samurai, and that's
3: yeah, maybe yeah. like 20 Super minutes shorter. Long. Yeah. Like,
4: I don't mind that one. Yeah. Mostly because it reminds me and has the exact same story of
3: Pixar's a Bug's life, but still. <laughs> right, right. You know, I never thought about that, but you're yeah. right.
1: <laughs> you 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 got something here, Jack. You 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 hit the nail on the head there. Um so so more more a little bit about uh, the actual story itself, this version of the Irishman, if you will. Yes. So um this begins in sort of the same way and hear me out as Batman's origin story. Ooh. As parents, you know, being killed by senseless crime, in an alley, leaving a boy with no parents. Um, however, their two paths are very different, obviously. Uh, Batman and our lead in this. Um, so, what about their lives do you think causes them to, like, take such different paths? And why is it all about their class difference?
4: <laughs> I mean... I'm not sure... If it's, I mean, obviously, yes, class. Of course. Does, yeah, 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 factor into this, you know, if, we're, if you want to get into political history this takes place in northern ireland yeah mm-hmm. which predominantly our main character who is a catholic mm-hmm. they're predominantly less fortunate than the protestants of northern ireland mm-hmm. and this is just the political climate of the time like the troubles is a very complicated time period oh but for, for sure. sure i mean i'm not i'm just saying i'm not saying like if bruce wayne was born during like the civil war in the united states and would he start going off and fighting Confederates? Probably not, because the Confederacy lasted like six years. But mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they would have been going the same direction. <laughs> you know, there's definitely interesting stuff there. Maybe you can get DC to do another flashpoint or something. Yeah, I was
1: that. I was thinking about just that earlier today. In fact, <laughs> doing something like that. But yeah, it it is interesting though to just see. Um, and you know, I did I did a little bit of research um, about you know. Um, the uh, uh, Bloody Sunday Massacre um, and just this mm-hmm. time in general, and it was like right after right after that occurred, they had such a big uptick in recruits to the IRA, which is like which yeah. makes sense. I mean, you know, people who people who don't angry, know what to yeah. do, an organization bringing them in is like you don't like right. this, right? Neither do we. Let's do something if, about it. You know, so I think if
4: you want like a more close to home comparison, look what happened back in the seventeen hundreds after the Boston Massacre.
1: Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Just wanted to just wanted to throw that Batman thing in there. Yeah. Well, before we I'll got to it.
3: But <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it is interesting with with Northern Ireland. Um so I know both of us have done uh, study abroad programs and I yes. was only in I was in Belfast for a weekend and that was mm-hmm. my only exposure to Northern Ireland. Um but but it was interesting because, you know, there was a faculty member with my program who was permanently teaching in Ireland and he sort of gave us a presentation about um just just the history of um, the turmoil between Irish Catholics and Protestants in Northern mm-hmm. Ireland. And it was just interesting because it was only a couple years ago, but even still, you know, he said, oh, well, a lot of people here tend to assume that Americans sympathize with the Irish Catholics. So you shouldn't go to this bar, this bar, or this bar, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it was just yep. interesting to yeah. hear that it's still so, um, I guess so, so tense in many ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so like- do you have a personal connection to Ireland?
4: yes i have a very irish family my Ah. grandmother's house is covered in shamrocks and (laughs) tricolors.
3: colors Uh.
4: so yeah i mean i definitely do have a personal opinion on the subject and it's just very complicated you know it's one of those things which you shouldn't openly declare support for certain groups but in itself there's a lot of complications oh for sure yeah you know if you want to really get into like the IRA inherently weren't terrorists, but there were subdivisions that broke off from the IRA, or such yeah. provisional IRA, which did acts that could be considered terroristic. I mean, I'm not going to say they are, aren't. I'm saying blowing up buses is bad. But yeah, right. Yeah, we, I think we can agree like, on that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say like I don't think you're a bad person for wanting a united Ireland.
1: I uh, yeah yeah. yeah it's also
4: it, a very complicated history to
1: it. Oh, so. for sure. It's it's definitely and you know as I was doing a little research. Um, found out it, it is very complicated and complex and I I feel like a lot of people hear IRA and they immediately think terrorist organization when it is a lot more nuanced and complicated than that um yeah. like Lauren said we uh, we both studied abroad I was fortunate to be able to study abroad in Ireland in Dublin um nice. I did an, an acting program over there so yeah I I definitely appreciated all of the um the uh the Irish history and and everything that that sort of permeates this script so um yeah so definitely, yeah. definitely, kudos on them. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Glad well, I brought you guys back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably right back, right back. Um, so, sort of a, a little bit of a story question here. So, obviously, we we have the um, sort of sort of Sean's uh, task uh, that was set to him is to blow up this bus, and before he does that, he goes to the bar and um, has the conversation with um, DeShiel. That's that's what you said was the correct. DeShiel, yeah. I think. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Um, so
4: dash, it's, it's, you can just say dash
1: if you want. Dash. To it oh, D- dash. Dash. Just fun. Um, so, do you, if if Sean didn't have this conversation with Dash in the pub, do you think he still goes through with it, or do you think yeah. just the the fact of seeing you know the the kids, the women on the bus, whatever, do you think that would be enough?
4: Well, the way I saw when I wrote it was this was a dude that had been raised completely hating the Protestant and mm-hmm. English peoples. Mm to the point where he'd never actually spoken to one Hmm. so his first encounter i think actually like changed him personally because you know he thought he'd be treated like vermin scum of the street because in northern ireland catholics kind of were at that time treated that way yeah so he thought you know going to the heart of the enemy he would be treated the same way but there, the tension is nowhere near as bad, so he was treated like a human being, which genuinely surprised him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I th- and there, there was something that just felt so very Irish to me about just having this conversation in a pub with a stranger. I don't know. It, it felt, it felt very like I don't know, not comforting in a way because obviously it's, it's <laughs> what's going on inside of Sean is so much tor- turmoil. But um, it, it, I, I really liked that that moment in that conversation that sort of seems so. Um, you know, calm on the surface, but underneath there's there's so much subtext and things happening there, especially inside of Sean, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So a, a quick follow-up question on that. What is your drink of choice as you complicate, uh, contemplate life's great choices?
4: Do you have a preference? You know, I work part-time as a bartender. Oh, cool. So if I were to pick a cocktail... I'd probably go with a whiskey sour with Japanese whiskey.
3: Hmm. Ooh. You know? Okay. Pretty good. Very Pretty good, good choice. Good. I, I do a enjoy fancy. a good
1: whiskey sour myself. Yeah. That is that is good. We'll have to watch... Um, we'll have to watch... Because we, we just launched our, our Patreon, and for some of our bonus episodes, we're doing green lit episodes where so we pair watching, like... nostalgic movies with like some sort of uh, cocktail or alcohol. So we'll have to it's do funny. an Irish movie and get some Jameson or some Guinness or something to pair it with.
4: If you need any recommendations, because there's a lot of broad Irish movies, let me know.
3: Okay. Ooh, cool. Okay. Cool, cool. Cool.
4: Well, we we will talk after. We will yeah. talk after this interview. <laughs>
3: um, so another question, based on your your research that you obviously put a lot of into mm-hmm. into this, um, where does Sean go from here, and how do you think the IRA will react to one of their men disobeying direct orders? Um, the way I saw it is that
4: as a few members of the IRA did that he would probably flee to the United States and try to get political sanctuary there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you
1: you do mention that in the script about um, them talking about the United States and how things were a little less tense there.
4: (laughs) Yeah, there's a fascinating history of people of Ireland being able to hide out in the United States and Mm -hmm. get sanctuary. There's another script I want to work on, which is about a guy that – I mean, I don't know if you want me to go into this just because it's... Go for it. Go for it, please.
1: That's, that's what There's, we want.
4: <laughs> okay. There's a man who shares a name with the Beatle, George Harrison. Mm. George Harrison's a very interesting man because he was a gun runner for the provisional IRA in the 70s, and he was caught by the U.S. government. So him and like a few others went to court, mm-hmm. and they filed that they were working for the CIA.
3: Oh. <laughs> and they, they couldn't disprove off. it. <laughs> they
4: couldn't disprove it, so they got let off. And then, like, 20 years later, George Harrison was an LGBT rights activist in New York, marching against the Catholics who wouldn't let, you know, people of the LGBT community march in the St. Patrick's Day Parade. (laughs)
1: Wow. That's
4: That's incredible.
1: I would like to do some more research about George Harrison myself, the not-Beatle George Harrison,
3: who's probably more interesting,
1: actually, than the actual (laughs) Beatle. That's really cool. I love that. Yeah,
3: that's really cool.
1: Um... So, yeah, thank you for all that that Irish history. Um, now we have um, uh, some questions about you, as a matter of fact. Go ahead. Um, so <laughs> we I was going to ask um, if you were an L.A. native, but you, you mentioned that you sort of moved out here. So, um, where are you originally from?
4: I am from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. No inside. way! Uh-oh, uh-oh, here we go.
3: My whole family is from Pittsburgh. I was born there.
4: Oh...
1: Both I grew up in North
3: Carolina but oh, nice
1: yeah did you live in Pittsburgh up until
4: you moved out here? Yes I mean I lived in the South I lived in the county south of Pittsburgh but Sure you say you're from
1: Pittsburgh right of right. course we're
4: yeah. from we're from right outside of
1: Charlotte but we just say oh, Charlotte nice. um, I have North Carolina that live in Charlotte Oh, do you really? Wow! Yeah. Look at all these connections wow. that we have with Jack. Uh, <laughs> but like,
3: but you're still a Steelers fan, right?
4: Oh boo! Oh dang! Always. Oh
3: okay. no!
4: Good, we
1: can. Well, be this interview's
4: over. <laughs> Bye. No, I'm getting go. <laughs>
1: Um, so yeah, so I well that's what sort of that's what sort of ruins my next question. Well, I guess I can I can flip it a little bit. Go have for you it. ever received a note on your car that says, "Hold on, let me pull it up," um, and I quote, <laughs> uh. Please go home. We don't want you here. Sincerely, Overcrowded Los Angeles, and your pissed-off LA locals.
4: I have not, actually. Okay. Which is weird, because I do have the Pennsylvania plates still. Yep. Yeah. And yep. Last week, I got a parking ticket, but I don't think that counts. Uh, no, uh, I, I, I don't think same so. Same sentiment. Yeah.
1: Well, no, yeah. I do. I, go sorry, ahead. I, was
4: like, I, I do enjoy this one billboard from when they were doing the Grinch advertising campaign, which said, stop moving to Los Angeles. It's full.
1: yeah that's same energy definitely same energy yeah i received that i was um i was just at work one day and i at the end of the day i I go back to my car and someone had literally put that on like my windshield and just like left it there and i'm I'm like sorry that's awful no no worries it's i mean it's hanging up on our fridge now so always something to remember yeah (laughs) we 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 kind of appreciate it i guess yeah exactly exactly
3: uh, another question about you: In mm-hmm. your Instagram bio, you yes. have a quote from Jon Favreau's Chef that says, "I'm yes. a meme." Mm-hmm. What about yourself? Would you consider most akin to a meme? Yes,
4: I've just been told that I have the personality and energy of a living internet meme. Okay, <laughs> so I just roll with it. Sure, it's not like I'm going around left and right and going, "Oh, my name Jeff," but <laughs> the, <laughs> sure. the energy is there.
1: Sure. Do you have a specific meme that you identify with the most? Uh,
4: Doge. Okay, love fair. It. Always I a good one. Back to two thousand thirteen. Yeah. Right. Right. I love, I love me. I love me a Shiba Inu. Oh yeah. yeah. That one. Oh
1: yeah. Great. Great dogs.
3: I think my favorite one is um. You know, it was kind of short lived, but it was a cartoon of a guy looking at himself in the mirror and pointing at his reflection and so, says, "Uh, why are you like this?"
1: <laughs> it, it's very close to home. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um. <laughs> but but yeah. Uh, so now we have a few, I guess, we've been calling them rapid-fire questions. They're not necessarily rapid-fire questions. They're just more like, I guess, some fun little little, yeah. little questions we have at sort of the tail end here. So uh, what is your favorite email closer? And for an example, it's like, you know, like a Sincerely, Jack, Normally. or yeah, something like that. What What is your go-to when it comes to that?
4: Um, Depends on who I'm emailing. It's either mm. thank you or all the best. Okay. And if good I'm best. being really weird, I'll put love. Oh, sure. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. If you want to get all like freaky. Like, if I'm emailing, like, my manager or agent, I'll, I'll finish an
3: email with love.
1: Okay, sure. Nice. <laughs> sure. I'm definitely... I'm a best wishes kind of guy, I think. I oh, feel like, I like that's them. pretty all-encompassing, personally.
3: Yeah. I usually just say just say best.
4: Best. Also good. Yeah. Simple. But sometimes I do I best mean, wishes. I feel like it depends on how, like, if this is going to be, like, a thread where they're going to be, you know, back and forth applies, or if it's just one straight cold email sure sure.
3: yeah I always like you know when it's a thread and then you end up just sort of following the lead of the person you're emailing you know yeah. like when they get rid of the salutation you get you're rid like, of the salutation All right.
1: <laughs> don't need to do that anymore thank god <laughs> Um, okay, so this next question, I'm going to let Lauren ask it, but it's based off of something that I saw on your Instagram. Yes, we did a little digging. Bond. Apologies. Oh, no, that's good. I, I, <laughs> I appreciate research. <laughs> well, good. Um, so, yes. So, if it is not necessarily applicable, we'll go from there. But go ahead, oh, Lauren. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, um, it's a two-parter. What is your favorite musical? And what is your favorite musical that you've been in?
4: We saw um... the lame is from, from something from lame <laughs> is. The the thing is that I like helped design and I built most of that set because I was always on tech. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. But I mean, I guess like of of the three musicals I was involved with at my high school, I'd say my favorite was probably Tarzan.
3: Oh, the musical was fun.
1: Yeah, it is. Lauren and I were in a musical
4: version of that together as well.
3: Yeah,
4: that's really funny. My school had a very terrible incident with it, though. Oh, because you know, every like everyone except for like ten characters in the show were gorillas.
1: Yeah, right.
4: Right? Mm -hmm. So a group of students went to our local supermarket, Giant Eagle. After a uh, rehearsal, while still oh, wearing no. the gorilla makeup, Ooh. <laughs> we received a complaint about blackface. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my high school's theater was a little on the backwards side. I mean, at least a few of the members, because that previous year we did a show set in Mexico, mm. and they decided that everyone was going to be doing brownface. Mm. That not great. Wasn't very cool, yo. Not great. No. We'll they didn't say. do it in the end, but well, that's A good. bunch of students complained, but hey, they, they tried. Gross. <laughs> Growth. Yes. <laughs> I guess. So, favorite musical involved with Tarzan? Favorite okay. musical in general? Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I like 25th Putnam County Spelling Bee a lot.
1: Okay. That's a good um, one. Yeah, Spelling Bee is really funny.
4: I, I, really. No, no. My answer I
1: got Phantom of the Opera. Okay. Okay. Good also on. a good choice. Okay. <laughs> very classic, very good choice. Okay. Now that we're all on the subject of high art, um, which of these is your favorite childhood shows? And this is once again relying that you have seen them all. But uh, that's mm-hmm. a Raven, I... Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, or Hannah Montana. Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Okay.
3: Yeah, that's, that's the, right the right choice. choice.
1: Yeah. That is the right choice. We just did. I mean, I love all of them. But... They're all great. They're all great. Don't get me wrong. But we we just watched uh, um, that's so Sweet Life of Hannah Montana, the crossover episode for yes, our is first that a, episode a bonus of this episode for yes. your
4: patreon yes yeah. sir yes sir thank <laughs> you everyone we... should plug the patreon
1: yes sir <laughs> see yeah you're, you're shape enough to be quite our favorite guest jack yeah. <laughs> quite honestly um but yeah so we we just watched that and even just in those three compared side by side by side the zach and cody episode was the best
2: absolutely in my did,
1: opinion
4: did i don't remember did they do a crossover with lizards of waverly place too at some point they did yes. with sweet
3: life on yeah. deck
1: yes okay which sweet life on deck not as good for sure
4: but you know, you, you you can't be on top forever. Scott. It's got the queen Debbie Ryan in it though. She's the best actress out there. Oh gosh, I totally forgot that Debbie Ryan was Doesn't in that. Debbie Ryan. Oh my <laughs> goodness. But then
3: it's also just like it's her instead of Ashley Tisdale pretty much. Yeah. And I don't yeah, know. She's
1: not as good. It's Ashley Tisdale was a queen. I, oh, Ashley Tisdale was great. We just we also recently, not even for the podcast, we watched all three high school musical movies in one night. Um it's
3: and Ashley Tisdale, She's outstanding. Boss.
1: She's outstanding. Just in everything she
4: Did, does. Have you seen the spin-off movie Sharpay's Adventure?
3: I saw it when it like first came out on Disney Channel, but I, I haven't seen it since. I have not seen it, actually. I mean, hey, it's in the series. You gotta That's watch true. it. That's true. That's, That's true. number, to number co- four.
1: To complete the canon, <laughs> we have to yeah. watch yeah. Sharpay's Adventure. I don't,
4: I don't think the Disney Plus series counts as canon.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think. Not yet, at yeah, least. Yeah, no.
3: Well, I mean, it doesn't have the same people in it, you know? Yeah.
1: It's very meta, too, which oh. is
4: interesting. Yeah. so like, it's a good
3: show. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I've heard it's really good, yeah. 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 I haven't gotten it's around fun. to it yet. It's not
4: amazing, but, like, I, I genuinely cared enough about the characters to keep watching it to the end. So that's,
1: I feel that's like it something. did its job. Yeah, yeah. for sure.
3: Uh, so let's see. I know, you know, most of us aren't really doing a lot of traveling now, but mm-hmm. uh, for the next time you go back to Pittsburgh, what is your favorite seat on an airplane? So aisle, window, or middle?
4: All right. I So I am a 6'1 male, mm. so I'm tall. Yeah. So what I like to do is I, like to, I always fly southwest, so I sit in the window seat where there's two seats in front of it so that window seat isn't there so i just have that giant space of leg room to stretch out. Ooh, oh, that's, that's smart. Yeah. That's
1: like the best of the, you really you really found that loophole yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> that's really the best shit. of all the seats. <laughs> I even as a 5'8 male, i find myself still wanting to sit on the aisle just cuz my legs just get restless and i don't know yeah. what that's a product of, probably just my energy levels overall but i yeah i i much prefer the aisle just because and if i, I need, need to get up i can get up without having to crawl over two strangers sure. which is always nice
4: if i need to sleep i'll
1: go for the aisle but that's otherwise cool. i'm just going to stretch sure. sure
3: i always go window because i get motion sick so i need to have the window <laughs> oh, okay, that's, to... that's L-
1: looking out the window yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, for safety okay your go-to order at subway I hate Subway. Um, oh. oh, or just general, general uh, sandwich when shop. When you put on a sub. Yeah.
3: Um,
4: Turkey. Well, I mean, if I'm going to Subway, I like to do, like, salami, turkey, and cheese. And I like to get, like, the fresh mozzarella. Mm. And, like, they throw it in the toaster, and they melt that fresh mozzarella, it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then you throw, like, some spinach, lettuce, and, like... I think they have Chipotle or Sriracha mayo. Yeah, yeah, I think it's chipole, that, Chipotle good. mayo. Yeah, chipotle that is mayo. Yeah, yeah, good that stuff. would be it. Okay, On whole wheat bread.
1: Mm.
3: Yeah, definitely. I respect the whole
1: wheat choice. I do like yeah. myself some whole wheat as well. Yeah,
3: it's definitely it's always more flavorful than white bread. You know. Yeah.
1: Usually, yeah. Yeah. More hearty,
3: if you will. <laughs> uh, so our very last question for you: yes. Would you rather have the power to teleport or fly?
4: fly because like I mean, if you can go anywhere instantly you get bored of it but if you're mm. flying you can make more fun with it cause it's more of an adventure That's fair.
1: yeah i i would I, when i first saw it i was like duh easy teleport but then i thought about it and i was like flying would just be so much more fun and it's more showy too like you know you'd be great at parties like teleporting's <laughs> like fine yeah. but it's like it's not really uh you're not going to be a showman as a teleporter so i i respect the decision lauren
3: but you'd save a lot on flights true
1: for well i guess I mean, for either probably well, yeah it d- but like depends if on you're, how fast you fly yeah, d- yeah that's what i'm saying and like, how, how much can you can tiring, carry you know i guess too i guess yeah the <laughs> the logistics of of actually flying like may flying be harder across than the think.
3: country i don't know
1: probably not as easy but with luggage <laughs> yeah <laughs> with a with a big old suitcase strapped to your back probably not as great but for for the showmanship i'll pick flying myself <laughs> Um, yeah. All right, well, well. those are all the questions that we have. Thanks again for coming on, Jack. We had a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Of course. Yeah. And
3: maybe when this is all over, we can, like, actually hang out.
1: Yeah. get a <laughs> <didn't>
3: drink.
1: Yeah, <laughs> sure. exactly. Yes. Uh, well, we'll have to uh, hit you over one of your uh, bartending shifts. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So if you want to email Jack about this script or just to hear about any of his other things, uh, his just email will be in the description below. Yeah. And that's all we got. Thank, all you we got. Again, yeah, we really thank you again, Jack. We really appreciate so much it, man. Again. Bye. 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 Hey everybody, thank you again for listening to this episode of the Green Light Podcast. Green light. Thank you to our writers who came on. Thank you to our actors who came on. We love you all. Make sure to like us and follow us on our various social media pages, TGL underscore pod on Instagram and Twitter, and... At
3: Greenlight Pod on Facebook.
1: Thank you, Lauren. Knew I was going to forget if she didn't say it.
3: <laughs> and if you want to hear your play, screenplay, or music on this podcast, feel free to send all of those submissions to TGLSubmit at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.
1: And we also have a Patreon now. Yay! Yay. So if you can, if you want to, if you love us enough, please support <laughs> us on Patreon. Link in the description to everything that you heard in our description. Link's Absolutely. in our description. And if yes. you want to
3: make a one-time donation, uh, just out of the goodness of your heart, mm-hmm. then you can make those at tglsubmit.gmail.com at on PayPal.
1: Yes, once again, link in the description.
3: And if you love this podcast, be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Helps us move up the charts. Helps our podcast reach more people.
1: Yes. Alrighty, thank you so much again.
3: Yes, and we... thank you so much to Nicholas Bafia for the sound equipment. We love you, Nicholas Bafia. We love you. And
1: we love you all. Goodbye.